Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Wow. Thank you for joining us on the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. I am always so glad to have you here with us, and I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing. So thanks for helping me get to do what I love to do. Speaking of loving what we do, we have an incredible guest today. Chef Coco is going to tell us all about her journey, about turning fashion and food into a career. So without further ado, let's listen to Chef Coco's story. I am, I was born in Barbados and grew up in Brooklyn, New York, that is. And also, um, I was always very creative. So designing, art, anything along that line, I love. Now, the food aspect of my life came in from my mother. As a Caribbean woman, you know, she always cooked food, but then she took um, the steps into going to school and then actually working as a chef in the industry. And unfortunately, I didn't want to go that route. I went more into fashion design, cosmetology I studied in school, and then, you know, and so on and so on. I was also a teenage mom at 16, so I had a beautiful little baby to take care of who also inspired me. And um, I would say one of my first jobs was at Windows on the World on top of the World Trade Center, the former World Trade Center in New York City. And there, life, I saw everything. You know, um, growing up in New York, it's bright lights. And for me, the restaurant industry being introduced to me in that way, it was very theatrical. You know what I mean? The, The view was amazing, but the food, And when people came together, the room was set on fire in such an amazing way. I was actually the hostess of the main restaurant. So I got an opportunity to learn a lot about this industry and how it's, yes, there's theatrics, um, great food, but it's all about customer service and taking care of your guests. And from there, I actually, I was always designing my own clothes. So um, a few of the waitresses, asked me to or actually to asked me to design their wedding gown and I did it and the bug kind of bit me there you know again so I went back to designing and that led me to doing uh, clothes for um, people such as LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, um, music producer extraordinaire Teddy Riley who just received his Hollywood Walk of Fame star last year and um, Positive case, So it put me back into that glitz and glamour that I wanted. And I was able to travel with um, the group Guy and Blackstreet overseas um, to many different countries, such as Japan and Europe. But what I noticed whenever I went somewhere, we always had a green room for the concerts. And that's where, you know, they usually have the food and so forth. Food was always there. So I think uh, someone was trying to tell me something. I just took a while to to listen. 
<laughs> Isn't that always the case? We just never quite know the path that we're going to take. Yes. So I'm, I'm really curious about this because you, obviously, you've got a very unique background, a well-rounded background. You're very decorated, have won a lot of awards. But I'm, I think the part that's really interesting to a lot of people is how you've been able to marry these two things of design and fashion and food. So maybe talk a little bit about how you've done that to really, really bring these two passions together. Well, I would say I'm a middle child. I'm a middle child of seven, right? And as a middle child for me, there were times I had to play by myself, you know, do different things. And then I'm from the islands. <laughs> we, nothing goes to waste. We see opportunity. I'm sure other people do too. But for me as an artist, deep down inside, I look for creativity. But most of all, um, I would say, my younger sister passed, uh, she transitioned in 2005. And when she transitioned, I basically said to God, I need to know my purpose, but more so I need to be doing it. Now I knew design was always there. I even made a couch when I needed it. You know what I mean? But I set out to, to just find this joy that I felt when I was designing, whatever it was. And most of all, I discovered I love taking care of people. I love sharing with people. And the two things that was around me was food and the clothes. What I discovered in doing um, the food is that you get instant gratification. It, it, it fulfills you right away, whether you're tasting it or the guests or your family, whoever, they, you know right away. So I found that the ingredients and spices and, and um, herbs and different things like that, when they came together, they took me on a higher high or height than even just the food. But that other side of me, that fashion designer side, did not want to be left out. So she would tap on me. And then I discovered, wait a minute, this is all art. That's all it is, it's art. So now on the side with food, I still get to be creative. My canvas are plates, you know what I mean? Um, I can still take care of whether it's my students or people that I'm creating for and that in, in regards to food. So the best thing for me, I took a journey. It wasn't, you know, like, snap and it happened overnight. I believe I was willing to find out exactly what was around every corner, what was around every door, and I wasn't afraid to knock or go, and I went. So yes, I had ups and downs, twists and turns, but as any chef knows, we don't throw anything away. So I took those, even those opportunities and made them work for me. You know, um, life says, um, the saying is, when life throws you lemons, make lemonade. And that's because lemons are known to be sour. But as a chef, we know that's not all that's in a lemon. You know what I mean? You know the contents. You know there's sugar in there. You can do so much more with that. And that's how I started looking at life as a whole. So my two in main ingredients that gave me this deep down passion of fulfillment to me, it only made sense to bring them together. You know, um, 
my uniforms. I always tapered my uniforms because that was the, desi the designer in me. If I went to one of the ACF conferences, I wore tuxedo pants and with my jacket, my chef coat jacket. And because we weren't going to be in the kitchen, I may throw on some heels with it, you know, just to dress it up. So I bought Kareem Coco, the designer with me. And I she's having it. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I, I'll tell you, it's when you find people that are passionate and dedicated to what they do, it really comes through in just the way that you move, the way you talk about it, the way that everything kind of just resonates. I, I'm curious too, like, obviously you've done a lot of things. You've had, you've had a really diverse background. You've, you've had a lot of opportunities to do some very cool things. Mm -hmm. What led you to teaching and what is it that you love about teaching that kind of keeps you there? Well, I would say teaching found me. When I attended Record and Blue and I had went out on a venture, right? After my, my sister had uh, transitioned, I went out to Nashville, Tennessee. Now I'm grew up in Brooklyn. So going to Nashville for people that knew me, they thought, what is she doing? You know, wh what's going on? But when I went to Nashville, I went to seek what I believe I was supposed to be doing. And I was, I went into ministry and I'll never forget one uh, Sunday I was under um, the altar doing the welcome. And I just heard this voice deep down inside say, your ministry is beyond the four walls. And I knew it was about going out to the people. So I, I you know, would, I, actually at the time I was on unemployment and I would take $50 a week and I would just buy things. I wasn't in school yet, but I knew how to cook. The creator, creative person in me still knew how to play. And um, that's when I discovered, wait a minute, I really like doing this. I really like doing this, but even more so giving back to people. So um, when I finally answered the calling, because I feel that's what it was, uh, I decided to go to the court in blue because way back at Windows on the World, that's the first time I heard about Lacord in Blue. And at that time, there was only one school and it was in Paris. So I went to school and even my, my very third day in, I was seeking, uh, well, homelessness came knocking at my door, but I think homelessness didn't realize whose door he was knocking on or her, she was knocking on because I said, I'm going to school no matter what. And while at school, I was still able to bring all of my experiences with me, especially from uh, being a designer in the entertainment industry and watching all of those different artists take everything and make it happen, make the show happen. So I would share that with my classmates. And then when I graduated, um, the president of the school, because I was his uh, work study, like an assistant, they asked me to be the face of the school, the chef presenter of the school. And that meant I would be going out to high schools to recruit. So I said to him, pardon me, I'm so sorry, but I, I'm not gonna recruit anyone. He said, so what are you gonna do? I said, I'm going to show them my passion. And that's what I did. And in interacting with those high school students throughout Florida, it tapped into something that, that was even more of a deeper passion. You know what I mean? And um, from there, 
I did that for a year, and then I received a call from the Atlanta Lacord in Blue asking me to uh, be an instructor. They loved what I was doing and wanted me to bring it to the classroom. So I bring entertainment. I bring lots of love. Um, I share my story with people because some of the people that I'm with maybe have experienced it. Um, like me, I came into this, I say the game of this um, later in life. So sometimes you're like, okay, wh why am I here? What am I doing this? So I felt like, okay, use your testimony to share with people. Maybe it will help them along the way. Maybe they don't have to stumble as much as I did. But even in my stumbling, I still showed people, I, I, it was just part of the process. It was honing me. I was like the knife that was being sharpened. And you know what? Yes, it hurts. But I tell you what, sitting on the other side of the sharpening now, I'll do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny how that works because when we're in it, it's so hard to kind of see the forest for the trees. It's hard yes. to see what what is the purpose of this and why is this happening and why do I have to go through this and why me, why me, why me? But in the reality is, just like you said, you wouldn't change a thing because it's made you who you are. And I, I love, 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 love that metaphor of, of being honed and, yeah. and sharpened because I, I think that's what it is. I think a lot of times we have this perception of really anything we do, whether it's in food or, or whatever it is that mm -hmm. somehow if it's right or somehow if it's, it's what we want to do, that somehow it's going to be easy. And generally speaking, the exact opposite is true. We're always going to have trials and struggles and we're always yeah. going to have to really grind to, to make it work. So yeah. as a, you know, kind of along those lines, what advice do you have for anybody who's maybe getting into this industry and wants to get into it and break into it, or maybe even those who have been a part of it for a while and they kind of want to up their game. What advice do you have for those people that are really looking to excel? I would say this, like I share with my students, take off the old glasses and no pun intended, right? Take off the old glasses and put on new ones. You have to reinvent yourself. That feeling, that little boy or girl, they saw a picture way back, still exists, and you have to tap into he or she. And when I crossed over into this industry, I, I have some phenomenal mentors, okay? Um, the president of Le Cordon Bleu, Orlando at the time, Joe Hardiman. I learned so much about the educational side, the business of education from him. And then from him, I was introduced to uh, Chef Raymond Pitts, who he's a certified, a global certified master chef, but he also owns um, the number one French restaurant in Orlando. And he took me under his wing and, and, and pretty much as they say, schooled me in a different kind of way. You know, do this, do that, look at this. When they were doing competitions, they would call me in, taste it. You know, when normally it's just the big, big judges in there. So I got an opportunity to, to soak up that sponge. And that's what I would say to people, allow yourself to be a sponge. Soak up everything you possibly can. And most of all, go out and meet people. Don't be afraid, meet people, go. Don't say I can't do something because I don't have money. It's the 
I don't have this, this stops us. Let your desire to, to discover that true purpose be much greater than any fear factor that wants to appear in your mind. And the other thing is, what you really have to watch out for, it's not even the people that are outside that's, that might say, oh, you can't do it. I'm not sure you can do it. It's not that. It's the thoughts in your head. <laughs> Those are the ones that come to you at, in early in the morning, late at night, sometimes during the day, and you have to shut them down. You have to shut them down. And whatever it was that brought you to that particular desire is still there. And you have to know how to tap into it. Sometimes you have to tap out. But you tap in and you keep pushing on it because it would not have been sent to you if it wasn't possible. The thing is, you have to work the dream until it becomes reality. And as you're working the dream, you get little bits of signs. I call them kisses from God, little things. Maybe it might be someone coming, coming along and just giving you a, a tidbit or just encouragement, anything. The left that allows you to know that you're on the right track. And when I receive those things, I push in even more. I push in. Oh, I, I yeah, I would have never dreamt of, there's no way. I, 20, 30 years ago, if someone told me that I would have been a chef, I would have like, no way. Mm -mm. Now, an, uh, an educator? No, no, no. For sure, no. You have the wrong person. But I promise you, next to having my daughter, it's the most fulfilling thing that I experience even on a daily basis. I mean, I teach online now at Escofia School of Culinary Arts. And eat the, what we do, this industry is so powerful that even just speaking into a radio or a mic or a podcast like we're doing, you don't necessarily even have to see the person, but I can, because of my training and I took the training and the honing seriously, I can look at a picture and see what that person did to that particular dish. I can, I can speak the description of a, of a soup or a dish or whatever it is and, allow, and make someone's mouth salivate. That's how powerful food is. But also, it takes that person to be able to know that they have true talent and don't be afraid of that talent. Tap into it. Don't be afraid. I love it. <laughs> well, you really hit a chord with me, you know, especially with the voices in your head, because I think most of us have this problem. And it, it used to be that I thought, well, I'm the only one. I'm the only one that really has these <laughs> self-doubts and you know, the longer you go on and the more authentic you are and the more honest and open you are about some of the, the challenges that you have, people really start to identify with that. And they say, mm -hmm. wow, me too. Wow, me too. And I think one of the interesting things that I've learned in my journey is that one, we never know another person's story. And so mm -hmm. it's impossible for us to judge wherever they're at, whatever they're doing. And so right. just, just don't. And then the second thing would be, that most of the time we all want the same things. We're all mm -hmm. going after the same things. We, you know, you, we look at, for example, we look at people who have obtained a certain level of notoriety, say mm -hmm. 
they're a, a celebrity chef, say they've got multiple restaurants, whatever. And we look at that and we think, oh, well, that's where I want to be. And once I'm to that point, then I'll be happy. But the reality yeah. is it's, it's the old adage of you have to be and then you have to do so you can have. Mm-hmm. And until you get that down you're not going to be happy and it's not it's not having things or or gaining notoriety that makes people happy what makes them happy is following their passion and doing what they were intended to do just just like you were saying yes absolutely absolutely you but listen it takes a while to build that up you know what i mean and for me i just I really feel my sister's transition made me tap in even more. I said, there's no, I need to know why I'm on this planet. You know what I mean? So now I, that I've discovered food or food discovered me, I basically say food is my vehicle because it allows me to touch so many people. I mean, like I spoke a little while ago about my mentors, um, certified master chef, Daryl Shuler, uh, Terrell Anthony, these are like brothers to me, but I learned Terrell Anthony was another president of Recording Blue. And the people that would be around me, you know, I would sit and say, how did, I, how did I get here? How did I meet these people? Even when I was working in the entertainment industry. So something, I felt something was going on, you know what I mean? That was way bigger than me and I couldn't get out of it. I had to go through with this. But the joy of it is, my daughter, people are always watching me, whether you know it or not. You know what I mean? And they're looking to see how you process the process. Um, that's why I like to share. If I fall and trip and bump my toe and it hurts, I'm going to tell you, hey, I fell and I trip and it bumped my toe. No fluffing. Why do that to someone else? You know what I mean? And I feel like for me, it took me a long while to discover this side, this, this woman that I became, but I knew she existed. And I feel now that whether it's someone in high school, someone that's transitioning from a, a career that they had for a long time, but that thing inside of them is tapping them saying, hey, 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 hey hey, I need you to pay attention to me. Network. Network with the people that's in that field. You need to go and see what it looks like. Go and see how it fits. It's just like if you saw a jacket or a pair of jeans, you fit it on first. Go out and see what it feels like. Allow yourself to do that. Because this way, one, it's not going to cost you anything. You learn from other people's mistakes and the things that they did accomplish. And then that would allow you to maybe not make so many more mistakes. Leave that space so you can be creative in, in, in that particular space. You know what I mean? Yes, you're going to have ups and downs. That's just part of it. But once you understand that it's a process don't try to figure out the process. Don't try to shortcut it. There's no shortcuts. What I do know is on that journey of the process, there are many different locales that you will visit before you get to the destination. And even when you think you're there, no, you have not arrived. 
there's still some more things for you to learn and do. So give back as much as you can. Learn, 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 learn. You never stop learning. Even if it was from a younger person. You know what I mean? And and just just understand it's a journey. Yeah, I, I love the idea of not shortcutting the journey, not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves because I think a lot of us do that, myself included. We, we have a goal. We Yeah, we have a goal and aspiration, something we're shooting for, and we say, man, I'm going to go after that, and I can't wait to see how it how it ends up but mm-hmm. the reality of it is is we're going well I want to know what the next step is and I want to know what's going to happen next and I, I wish that I knew I even though even though I know I can't know I want to know and yes we're human you know yeah right so I boy I tell you you've given us a ton to think about you've got a <laughs> wealth wealth of knowledge and Aww. a lot of passion and a lot of things to share and we're, we're incredibly grateful for your contribution so if if somebody's out there listening to this and they think, boy, talk about somebody inspiring, talk about somebody who I really need to touch base with and, and tap into, what's, what's a good way to kind of keep in touch with you or find out more about what you're doing and, and who you are? Well, several ways. Um, my name is Kareem Linton. The Coco was a nickname and then the chef was added on and people kind of ran with it. Um, I can be found on Facebook. It's Kareem. Coco, and then Linton, L-I-N-T-O-N, and Kareen is spelled K-A-R-E-E-N. On Instagram, I can be found Kareen underscore Coco underscore Linton. And in about two weeks, I will be launching uh, the website for my company. It's called a Dash Coco LLC. So stay tuned and look out for that. Um, in another week and a half, I will be launching the YouTube channel, and I'm holding back on the name. I'm just going to say there's some cocoa in there. <laughs> but um, definitely, those are ways you can reach out to me. And I love meeting people. I love sharing with people. Follow, follow her on social media. Find out more about what she's doing because she's got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Yeah. And as you can tell, she's very passionate about what she does. So thank you for your time today. And we look forward to yeah. possibly catching up with you in the future. You're welcome. Never lose your passion. (laughs) Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.